I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, January 13th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So we got some big news, Jay. The Peak Daily is hitting the airwaves. Really? It is. It is. We have partnered with Chorus Entertainment, and we're going to be doing the Peak Daily Minute, which is going to be one-minute kind of coverage of all the stories that we talk about on the podcast, and it's going to be on global news stations across the country. So very exciting. If you don't hear enough of us already, you're going to very soon, I think, at least if you listen to the radio. <laughs> but it'll be quick and painless. And the nice part is people have been telling me my whole life that I have a face for radio, Brett. I didn't want to say, but I, I've always thought you'd be a natural. And so I'm very excited. Uh, you know, well, we hope the response is good. But yeah, if you're in Toronto, AM640, it'll be happening in the mornings. It'll happen twice. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, tune in and tune in and, and hear us. And yeah, we're excited to bring a bunch of new Peak Pals into the family. You're going to hear about us uh, on these new channels. Love new Peak Pals. Aside from that, Brett, that people are going to hear us on the radio, what else do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, oil is gushing. For our second story, Vendast is making moves. And for our third story, Inflation Nation. For our first story, U.S. oil prices peaked to $81 a barrel for the first time in two months, reflecting stronger consumption than many observers had expected. So, Brett, what's going on with U.S. oil prices? Well, let's start with a refresher on oil prices. So prices at the pump, they picked up once our economy showed some signs of recovery last year. Gas prices in particular shot up 43% in Canada from November 2020 to November 2021. But I remember when gas prices were super low during COVID. So it's no surprise that happened. <laughs> well, they weren't in November 2021. That I know. But then came Omicron. The new variant threw markets in a loop, obviously, but energy prices weren't too bothered, actually. Despite uncertainties from Omicron, powerful oil cartel OPEC+, Plus, which controls over 50% of the world's oil supplies, is moving forward with a gradual increase in output, which we talked about on the Peak Daily. And heading into 2022, energy agencies expected to have more oil supplies on hand, at least enough to meet demand than they actually predicted for the year. A report from the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the EIA, found global oil stockpiles fell by about $3 million a barrel per day in December. And the agency also says global oil inventories will drop in the first quarter. This is in contrast to previous forecasts that inventories would actually rise. And all of this lack of supply is resulting in surging oil prices. So to meet demand, Canadian producers are also increasing output. The Canadian Association of Energy Contractors projects a 25% increase in the number of oil and gas wells we drill in 2022, while Canadian Natural Resources, one of the world's biggest independent crude and natural gas producers, say it's bumping up spending in 2022. You know, this is, uh, depending on where you live, could be good news or bad news. Jay, I always feel like rising oil prices are a blessing and a curse in this country. It can help our economy, but it means we're paying more at the pump. So why do rising oil prices actually matter to everyday peak pals? Well, smaller than expected oil supplies and the hope that our economy will continue recovering in 2022 will affect how much you pay at the pump, which is not a problem for you because you don't actually drive. But also, as we look ahead, we can expect gas prices to continue to increase in March, then taper off as production catches up to demand. Oh, Jay, we already broke the biggest story at the top of the podcast. But the second biggest story is that I have booked my G2 test in February. So I'll be feeling this at the pump uh, hopefully very soon. Knock on wood. For our second story, Saskatoon-based Vendasta Technologies announced its second acquisition since the software company dropped plans to go public in favor of financing. This is all per the Globe and Mail. Jay, what's going on in Saskatoon? 
what's going on in Saskatoon is one question, but what's going on in this story is probably quite another. So Sean Silkoff at The Globe reports that Vandasta, which offers tools that help small businesses digitize, likely bought Matchcraft for over $50 million. Matchcraft is a paid digital advertising firm that helps businesses launch marketing campaigns. And this isn't the first acquisition for Vendasta. Back in October of 2021, Vendasta also bought AI-powered scheduling software company Calendar Hero. Now, to give this all some context, Vendasta pulled its plans to go public after failing to secure funds from institutional investors amid lowered evaluation of tech stocks. Instead of cutting the pricing to match market conditions, Vendasta just pursued private financing instead. After raising $120 million, Vendasta is now one of Canada's most funded private tech companies, and not going public might actually have been the right call. Since the start of the pandemic, just four out of 15 sizable tech companies that went public in Canada have actually made any money. So Jay, why does it matter that Vendasta bought Matchcraft, and what does that mean for PayPal's? Well, for its small business customers, the move means Vendasta is serious about offering marketing technology products, and at a time when ad spending has hit an all-time high, it's all happening in Saskatchewan, the home of our producer, Dale Richardson of Three Houses Comedia Productions. So it's great for Saskatoon. It's great for Vendasta. It sounds like it's great for small business owners. So it's a really important story for Canadian tech. For our last story, Canada's annual pace of inflation has been hanging around 5% in recent months, levels not seen since 2003. With RBC CEO Dave McKay telling Bloomberg that the Bank of Canada needs to take quick action by hiking interest rates. Brett, what is the deal with inflation now? Consumer prices are at a decades high record. Drivers of our inflation, higher prices for gas, which we just talked about, furniture and food were some of the biggest contributors to that, to that high inflation rate. Canada's annual pace of inflation hit 4.7% last November, the highest it's been since 1991. And so that the border prices were up 7% in December, that's a new 40-year high for them. Experts are saying that the Bank of Canada's got to do something to get these prices under control. Some analysts believe the markets have already priced in a rate hike in advance of the Bank of Canada's first rate hike decision, which will happen early in 2022. The debate around inflation goes back to November when Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklin, we call him TMAC around here, hinted inflation was transitory, which in economist speak means that this is not permanent. But now Dave McKay, we call him DMAC around here, at RBC disagrees and thinks rapid action is needed to control it. But Jay, let's unpack all this economist speak and break down exactly why inflation really matters to peak pals. Well, I think it really matters because we get to say TMAC and DMAC and put them against each other in the story. But Nanos found almost 90% of Canadians are more worried about rising prices of goods from food to gas than actually rising interest rates. Unchecked, inflation could put more pressure on food prices, which are already set to go up between 5 and 7% in 2022. That'll be passed down directly to consumers. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson, 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And here's a shout out to Saskatoon. And we'll see you on AM640.